Welcome this morning. God is good. Amen. You ready to praise him today? Hallelujah. Let's go. Chosen, I am free. I am living for eternity. Free now, forever. You picked me up, turned me around. You set my feet on solid ground. Yours now, forever. And nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna hold me is clean, a brand new day, free now forever. Now boldly I approach your throne to claim this crown, to Christ my own, yours now forever. And nothing's gonna hold me back, nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna hold me
Our chains are gone. Yes. We praise you, Lord. you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. God, we love to praise you. We just want 
to encounter your presence, God. with 
a place I've prepared for you Would you please come in I have a place so beautiful that Conflict cannot come. Come in. It's a place in me, and many of you have not found it. I call this place my rest. So if you're weary and heavy laden, I have a place. That will give you rest It's a place of total peace Of confidence Of closeness with me Won't you come in? My rest is in me But don't you know that you're in me And I'm in you A place of rest A place of rest It's not a thing It is a place It is a place Come in Everything changes, dark 
starts to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room every heart starts burning and nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you
preach. Come on. Does anybody want to hear the word of God? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. So, you know, um, how about, you know, and anybody give me 15 minutes? Who will give me 15 minutes? All right. 15, 30, 45, 60. There's 120. There's okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just goofing with you guys, but we'll, we'll, we'll run a little bit later today, but I, I just, God has orchestrated some things today and um, and you're you're going to begin to put this together. So how many of you know that it's it's almost like we know in part, we prophesy in part. Here's the little parts, and then you put it all together, and then you have what it is that God wants for you. The um, the big thing that I was seeing today is that through the praise and worship, and through the prophetic words, and through the declarations and the testimony and the youth camp and and all of that, it's um, it's really neat to see God take the ingredients of something, and now He's going to put it together. How many of you like cake? Anybody like cake? I like cake. So, but you got to have the ingredients of the cake in order to be able to make the cake for it to come together. Then you got to bake it. So God's got the ingredients. We're going to do a little baking today. How about that? If you got your Bibles, turn turn with me. It, let me let me just say this: you have your Bibles, so turn with me to um, Mark chapter five. I want to talk a little bit about. I want I want to say and announce today. We are in an atmosphere of miracles. We are in an atmosphere. You have walked into an atmosphere of miracles. Whether you realize it or not, there's testimonies coming forth of what God is doing. And I want to announce today that it is your turn. It's your turn. Tell somebody it's your turn. Tell them it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. What do you mean? You know, um, we know that we have officially entered into a new era. We know that we've officially entered into a new era. Say it's a new era. And I want, I want, I'm going to get this in you. We are not just going to do this for a week or a month or six months. We're going to continue to say this is a new era. And for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, it's going to, you're, you are entering into a new era. It's a new time. It's even, it even supersedes a new season. There's a new place that God is taking us. Are you ready to go and get into that place that God has for us? Tell your neighbors, hey, get ready. Come on, tell them to get ready. I, I need some help preaching this morning. Amen? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consolidate this hour and a half message down to a few minutes, and we'll see, see if we, we can get you guys out of here. How about that? The, first of all, I want to I continue to really lay the foundation of what a new era means. So let me give you some definitions of a new era. In the Wikipedia that says, an era is a span of time marked by character, events, and changes on earth. A span of time marked by character. Don't you know that we serve a God that is a God of character? His character today, his character will not be changed. When people talk about the sovereignty of God, he's not going to change his character. Okay? His character is not going to change. He's a good God, and he's good all the time, and he wants good things for his kids. Amen? So he's a good God. So we begin to look at and we say, understand, it's marked by character. Character, A new era is marked by character, events, and changes on earth. Let me look at another definition for you. I've got the Learner's Dictionary that it said a period of time that is associated with a particular quality, say quality, event, say event, or person. Now he's talking about you. 
Okay, so it's it's a period of time. We are entering into a period of time. Other people are not going to enter in, but it's time for you to enter into it. It's time for us. In fact, there's some of us that are oh, I'm stepping into this thing, and I'm not just going to I'm not going to look back. I'm just going to step into it. But here's the real definition that I like. Merriam-Webster. That, the Websters were godly people, and it says a fixed point in time in which a series of years is reckoned. It says a stage in development. That's what I want to highlight. A new era is a stage in development as a person. We need to develop as a person. Did you know that Jesus developed as a person? It says he grew in favor in statue. He grew in favor with God and man. There was a developing process in which God is. Children develop. Your physical body develops. Your, your mental capacity develops. There's some things that are being put on our kids nowadays that, that adults have trouble processing, and let alone the children trying to process all these different things and complexities in relationship. But there is a development process in all of us. So what I'm saying is in this stage of development, you need to keep sowing. Don't quit. When somebody needs a word, give them a word. When they need some encouragement, give them encouragement. Don't stop sowing. Don't back down. If you know if you're you're believing God for some things, begin to step into that which God has for you. I have a testimony, a personal testimony today. I'm emotional about this. Because when I stepped through my heart attack and the bypass, the bills kept coming in. And I've had issues where I would receive a bill for ten dollars or $15,000. Now, some of you know what I'm fixing to talk about. But what about when you get a bill or a combination of bills and it goes from ten dollars to $15,000 to hundreds, dollars $100,000, $125,000, And you know what? I looked at that. I remember the first time. I remember the first time I, I, I borrowed money, and it was $1.6 million. And I went to sleep that night, and I thought, how am I going to pay for that? You know, I make $60,000 a year, and, and if this loan goes bad, how am I going to pay back $1.6 million? And this was for a hog farm that we had in North Carolina. But then, you know, and then I signed another note years ago, paid that off. Come on. God had found a way and paid that off. Amen. And then we signed another note for, I'm telling our personal business, which is very unusual for Eric to do that, you know, another uh, $3.7 million. And, and Shelly was like, gosh, how do, we, how do we pay that back? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, but there was a piece there that I didn't have before. Amen. So you can, you know that God will develop you being able to pay off a bill that's $20,000 for your medical, and whether it's insurance or copay or whatever it is, and then you make payments on that, whatever that seems to be. But how do you get to that place where you're looking at 100000 or 100000 plus? But I want, I, we are in a new era. Say new era. No, no, say it like you mean it. I'm in a new era. Say that. I'm in a new era. I am in a new place. I am in a new position. I'm in a new development. Uh, my, my, my character is being developed. I'm in a stage of a place where I'm beginning to step into some things. And then all of a sudden, guys, I'm here to tell you, we we ended up going through. Shelly got everything together, and she she filed the insurance and did all this other stuff. And we are 100% debt-free on our medical bills of over $100,000. Come on, somebody. I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I just am like, God, I don't, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know if I deserve this, but I'm grateful for it and I'm thankful for it. And then the Lord was like, you know what? You're in a new era. There's some supernatural things. I had somebody today hand me a testimony, and I, I want to get with them before I read this testimony. And the testimony was, was something that was supernatural. I'm telling you, there's a supernatural thing that took place to deliver us out of that debt. Hallelujah. It's one thing to know in the natural. You know, I got this business, and I started it, and it was $1.6 million. 
And if we if we get X amount of dollars per per year, we'll be able to pay it back. And in 15 years, that loan will be paid off for. It's one thing to have a plan. But if you don't have a plan and then all of a sudden something happens and you're like, there it is. Where does that come from? And you just got to give God the praise and glory for it because we're in a new place. Hallelujah. We're in a new place. And yet everything within us is like, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm in a new place. I still feel like the old place is there. You know what I mean? But now I'm beginning to walk in. And then when you're stepping into a new era, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get to my message today, but we'll get to it. But when, when I'm stepping into a new era, and I, some of you know some of this because you're the Wednesday night warriors, and, and some of you may not. But, but <sighs> the storm caused a lot of damage. We, I have a hog farm. Um, we've had a hog farm since 1994. A lot of people don't know this because a lot of times people will just say, well, your pastor, they, they live in a big old house and they live out there. And, and, and you know, you've heard it. I've heard it, too. And they have no idea. They have no idea that that $1.6 million I sold that farm and was able to pay down on a house. Come on, somebody. And they're just thinking all sorts of stuff. And that's the way the enemy lies to you. But here's what I want you to understand. That when you're you're able to pay that off, that then all of a sudden we took that same thing and we invested out here $3.7 million into a hog farm facility. We built it in 2000. I can give you a testimony after a testimony where we went to one piece of property, another piece of property, another piece of property, another piece of property, and we looked at them all and and the place that the integrator uh, came to us and said, look, we want to build these hog farms with you, but you got to give me six more pieces of property. I said, why do I have to give you six more pieces of property? They said, because every grower, and that's what we are, that has property gives us this. And because of the EPA and some of the restrictions on water and because of all these different things, there's only 25% is what we can use. So, you know, I'm believing God and, I'm, and we're, we're believing God and we're praying and we're fasting and we're, we're just living the word of God and we're saying, God, we're standing on your word. You know, you're going to make a way and there is no way. And we gave them four pieces of property and all four pieces worked. It wasn't 25 percent. It was 100 percent. Come on, somebody. It was 100%. And they, they just couldn't, they couldn't believe it. And then we had farmers up in Buffalo, uh, Terry and Jackie. We, you know, they, they, were, they were saying, look, you're not finding water here. We punched holes up here on this ridge over here less than a half a mile away, and we got no water. And then they punch holes, and we find water. And I didn't take credit. I give the glory to God because he's the one. Come on, somebody. And it was like they found water, and they were like, I don't understand how they found water. I mean, what did those, how do they guys do that, you know? And I was called everything in every book from everything because a lot of times people don't like hog farmers. Why am I doing this this morning? This is too much information for you guys. You guys will be on an information overload. I know why. So during the storm, we had a problem. We have a problem. On a Sunday night after a wonderful time in the Lord, you know, the storm storm moved in. No, we ended up not having church that day. We didn't, and, and I struggle with that. I, I want to have church every time. I, I don't care if I got to put on my, you know, steel-toed boots and come on. I, I want to be able to have church, you know. And But I also know that we had the issues with the ice storm. So um, we, have ish, we have problems up in our facility, which is outside of Buffalo. We have four facilities up there. And it is um, about $2 million worth. Jerry goes with me. And we drive up. We leave about 2 o'clock and we get up there. And I'm telling you, this is Sunday afternoon. It is 30 degrees out. The wind is blowing 40 miles an hour. Buffalo got it worse than than Woodward. You guys know how bad it was in Woodward. Buffalo got it worse than that. And and through the panhandle, they even got it worse. And we were out there working on outside trying to feed the pigs. We have a portable generator that we hook up to a tractor, and we get them food and get them water, and then they can settle down and all this other stuff. So we leave that night about 7 o'clock. Our farmhand leaves at 8.18. He texted me and said, I'm getting ready to leave. He lives in Liberal. He drives all the way back home. 
we have power on everything. Everything is good. We get up that morning, and all of a sudden, I get a text that morning that says, we have a problem. He's gone by one of our barns. And we've experienced a loss, a major loss. And I'm like, God, I don't understand. I'm a tither. You guys have experienced the same thing. I'm a tither. I give offerings. I'm, I'm trying to live for you. I, I wanted to quit. I had two employees that were working up there, and they wanted to quit. The first thing I had to do was deal with that and say, don't you quit. Because I'm not talking about a minor loss. I'm talking about a loss that could be up in the upwards of $300,000. And I'm struggling. Help me. I'm not saying this. I'm not, I'm not saying this and going to turn around and take up an offering. I'm saying this because there is still the goodness of God that is still apparent in our lives. And no matter what situations we're going through, come on somebody, to us that's in the middle of it and it was in a whirlwind and it was like for three days it was just all I could do. I was working day and night and it was on my mind and I was praying. I was like, God, I don't understand this. And then we have a farmhand that has been with us. He, he loves us. I led him to the Lord. He gave his life to Jesus Christ in a truck one day when we were up in, in Beaver. We were out on site, and I was talking to him, and he was when ministered to him, and he gave his, Lord, his life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's been with us for 13 years. I mean, he was just like he's had other offers and other opportunities and said, no, I'm part of your family. I'm your part of my family, and there's no way I'm going to go anywhere without this thing. And he said, I want to quit. And we had crews. I mean, we put together a crew of 15 people out of Woodward, and then they brought some out of Guyman, another six or eight of them out of Guyman to help us in the middle of this catastrophe. And we were looking at this mess, and I was just like, I, I don't know if I can get through this. I mean, this was before even that God had paid off my heart attack bills. I didn't know anything about that at that time and, and what was going to happen. And I'm telling you, it was a bad day in the house. And, and, and bless your heart, you, we, we, have a, we have a guest that's living with us. And Tanya's staying with us right now until she finds a house here in Woodward. And, and she's there and she's going through this and with us. And I'm telling you, that night is where I began to realize, and it came real to me, that we are in a new era. Because I came home that night, and it was not a good night to start with. And they're sitting at the table, or you're at the bar, and she's at the table, and they were talking. And I came in, and we started talking about the loss and what we had and what kind of was going on. And I could see it in my wife's eyes. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Are you serious? What, what are we going to do? And, and it was like, and all of a sudden, something began to rise up on the inside of me. And I began to start looking at her. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are in a new era. I don't care how this year has started out. It doesn't matter what it looks like now. We are in a new era. We are going to get through this thing. We're going to be overcomers. We are more than conquerors. I'm not going to quit on God. I'm not going to quit on you. I'm not going to quit on what God's called us to do. And we just, I began to start prophesying and all of a sudden I could begin to see it lift and you guys could feel it and it was like all of a sudden it was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and I began I was prophesying and that's you know we did this message on the prophecy and and prophesying into your destiny and when you're in the middle of that depth valley of dry bones to begin to start prophesying to those things and we started prophesying and we started prophesying and we started prophesying and we started prophesying you know and, and I was just like you know I don't even I didn't even know what kind of insurance we had insurance is a good thing it's not of the devil <laughs> but it was tough and those days were tough, and I had to battle with something that each and every one of you guys battle with. You battle with an attitude. And it can be an attitude of negativity. It can be an attitude of doubt and unbelief. It can be an ag attitude of, God, why me? 
I was at that place where it was like, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? I've, I've gone through this physical situation and I've, I've gone through this recovery and, and why do I, you know what? You gotta keep battling. You gotta keep standing. You know, Paul said when you're, when you're, when you're done standing, stand some more. That may be somebody's word today for a one word might be stand. Somebody say stand. You got to keep standing. You got to keep going. You got to keep moving through. You got to be, you you know, there's times when we question God, why, why, why? And it's like, you know what, God, I'm not going to question why anymore. I'm just going to say, I'm going to keep standing. And I know your grace and your goodness. and, And like Paul said, your grace is sufficient for me. Oh, come on, somebody. I know this is not a shouting time because you're like, you know, I don't know. I'm going through something. You are going through in something. But guess what? You're still in a new era. You're still in a new time. You're still in a new place. And I'll tell you what, the only thing that will hold you back is you. Come on. Somebody needs to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. I'm telling you, God has got some things that are that are in, held in heavenly realms that are going to begin to be unlocked if we continue to say, I am not going to be defeated. I do have the victory no matter what it looks like. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God, you are with me. God, you are with me. You're with me in the valley. You're with me in the mountain. You're with me through everything that I'm going through. And God's got a way. Somebody say amen. Well, I'm preaching better than y'all are shouting hallelujah. Maybe I'll start my message now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Because here's what I know. God is lining up some things for us to have victory. But sometimes... It's like you're in a closet and you can't find the doorknob. <laughs> we say that in church. <laughs> but God's got a way. And as much as I'm preaching this to you, I'm preaching it to me. A $300,000 loss is big. But listen to this. If you make, and I don't make $10 million a year. If you make $10 million a year, it's not that big. But a $1,000 loss is big if you make $20,000 a year. It's all relative. So some people say, well, Pastor, you're just going through this. And it's... You lose more money than I make in a year, making 10 years. And that's hard. But God has a way to the middle of the wilderness. And I don't know what your situation looks like, but I'm not exempt from it. She's not exempt from it. Pastor Sean and Jody are not exempt from it. Tom and Linda are not exempt from it from it. Jerry and Virginia are not exempt from it. The leaders are not exempt from it. We're, we're, we're just like you. I put my britches on just like y'all did one leg at a time today, Vern. <laughs> I put them on just like you guys did. And we're not exempt from it. But God has a way And that's really what I want to begin to start sowing into your life. I want to begin to show you that there's a way. And we talked Sunday that you're telling me, Pastor, that if if my position matters to the Lord. He's into position, not performance. I got a performance vehicle. Its optimal performance is my truck can go so fast, Jerry might not understand a performance vehicle, but if I'm never in the vehicle, driving the vehicle, it will never perform, come on somebody, unless I am close in proximity to it. Years ago, I had a 1969 Mustang Mach 1. That's my dream car. That was, in the day, was a high-performance vehicle, and I used it as a high-performance vehicle, y'all. God is into presence because he wants us to 
be present with him. And we can try to perform and we can try to look good and we can try to make things sound good and we can try to do all those things. But I'm here to tell you that the, it, it, my relationship has got to be close proximity with the Lord and not something far away. So when we sing about the presence of the Lord, when we sing about his goodness, when we sing about his mercy, we want you to draw near. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. It's got to be about the presence of the Lord. And I came out today to where we're talking about spending time with the Lord, cutting aside out, out time to spend with him. Those are amazing moments. The Lord reminded we quickly one night that there were some tornadoes coming through and they were they were coming through to Laverne and they were coming through to Buffalo. And I was at one o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting at our sites in B, in Buffalo and I'm watching the clouds move and it like split. And I was there for an hour maybe. And it like split. And after this, the, I saw it move to the northeast. I sat there and I looked at the stars and I looked at the moon. And it was almost like I could feel the presence of God. But he's there when you don't feel him. Cindy, he's there even when you don't feel him. He's there. And the times that we say, God, where are you at? He's like right here we just can't see him I've got to be able to see him so I'm being real transparent this morning God has a way through the wilderness he has a way through the valley he has a way when you're looking at a situation and it is impossible or you don't know what it's going to lead to down the road you've got to say God you've got a way the Bible says, amen, that he is taking ashes and giving us beauty. He's giving us beauty for ashes. Come on, somebody. And it may, it may look like ashes right now. And we, we talked about Ezekiel 37 where he was the dry bones and he was saying prophesying to those dry bones. I don't know what you're prophesying to today, but start prophesying to it. And I'm not talking about prophesying negative. I'm talking about prophesying the word of the Lord that you will live and not die, that you would declare the works of the Lord, that you will be raised up. I'm telling you, those dry bones began to come together. And all of a sudden we are beginning to see in the spiritual realm where the dry bones bones are there and that's all we can see and that's all we're focused on but i'm here to tell you god is ready to put the sinew in he's ready to begin to start putting it together he's ready for those bones to start rattling if you hear it in the spiritual realm i hear a rattling that is beginning to take place and those dry bones are beginning to come to life and you know what you may be those dry bones and god is saying i'm gonna bring you back to life i am gonna breathe on you i am gonna put sinew on you i'm gonna put flesh on you i'm to put life in you because there is life in the blood. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise today. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood of Christ. It's in the blood of Christ. It's in the blood of Christ. And I say all this today. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to dismiss you guys today. I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a challenge for now until. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the Lord wants to do next Sunday. But there's a couple scriptures that I want to have you begin to read about. And that is um, the woman with the issue of blood. Lord, just kind of set this up. There's life in the blood and there's a woman with the issue of blood that has this issue of blood. And I want to talk about that. I want to break it down for you. And I want us to look at some things and to know what God is doing in this new era. You might, you might get out of church today and the devil's on the hood of your vehicle. You know, some of you, I know sometimes I've preached good messages and gone out there and, and then there was an issue. I had a flat tire or, you know what I mean, a car broke down or, you know, uh, there's all sorts of stuff that we've encountered over 18 years um, in our lives and serving the Lord for 35, 40 years, however long that's been. But there's life in the blood. There are issues that you're going through, just like a woman, a certain woman. The Bible says it's a certain woman, certain woman in the King James Version. Actually, it's not 
in the Greek. <laughs> Christy and I had this conversation about some original text. But God has a way. And there is a time. And we're stepping into that time. You are going to begin to hear testimony of what God is doing. And I'm giving you one to start with. Because I believe the Lord wanted to start with us. So he's wiped out my medical bills. And he's made a way supernaturally on some things to take place that we've been believing God for. And I want to know who's next. Man, I want to be next. I'm, I'm ready for those next. And we're going to continue to hear about the next that are coming. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that today, today is an amazing day. Today is a day that there's been comfort and peace and strength and encouragement. And God, I thank you that we're not going to just back down. We are going to begin to move forward. I thank you that today is a day that the bones are coming together. Today is a day that we're speaking life. Today is a day to those dead things, dry things. Today is a day that we're going to begin to rise up. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of revelation. Today is a day of wisdom. Today is a day of knowledge. Today is a day that we begin to walk in in your fullness. God, we declare right now in the name of Jesus that we're going to begin to start seeing a way. We're going to begin to start seeing a way. When it's dark and we don't know what to do, we've got to know that you're there. When we're in the valley and we don't know what to do, we've got to know that you're there. When we get knocked down and we don't know what to do, we've got to know that you're there. When we're on the mountaintop and we're just enjoying things and we forget about you because things are good, we still know that you are there. Jesus, you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. You'd never give up on us. You'd never quit on us. And we're not going to quit on you. God, I declare that your people here today that are continue to be faithful they're going to continue to be strong they're going to continue to rise up and when they're weak that you are strong and that you will be there all in all and you will be there everything but i declare over you today that they're beginning to step into a time in this new era in this new day in this new season and then this new in this new place today god that spiritually they're going to begin to step into some things but it's going to manifest in the in the natural realm and god they'll look and say only but you lord i didn't get anything only but the hand of the Lord. And Father, I thank you for releasing your hand to us, to your people here today. And we believe it and we receive it right now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it and receive it, say, I believe and I receive in Jesus' name. Come on, give him a mighty shout of praise. It's not over. It's not over. It's just beginning to turn. He's turning your situation around. Come on, everybody just make one turn right here. It's turning. My situation is turning. It's turning. I love the prophetic stuff. You guys be blessed. Go forth in his power and his might today.